This is Josie Brown with Author Provocateur. One of the biggest breakout novelists of the past five years is Alicia Hyder, whose Soul Summoner paranormal suspense series has caught fire with readers all over the world. In fact, the fifth book in the series, The Sacrifice, will already be on sale when Alicia and I meet up again at the Barbara Vey Reader Appreciation Weekend 2018 in Milwaukee. Today, not only will Alicia and I discuss Soul Summoner, but also her new series, The Music City Rollers. I just want to say, Alicia, it is so great to talk to you again. It's so great to talk to you too, Josie. I've missed you. I have missed you too. And I'm so looking forward to reconnecting at Barbara Bay this year. I know. Come on, April. I know. Come on, April. Really, come on, April. I know that you've got a new Soul Summoner coming out, The Sacrifice. Yes. I love that title. Thank you. I needed something to be bold because the book is very bold. Yeah, what I've read about the description, I'm kind of freaking out about it because um, it does seem like it's very dark. And I I want you to, to explain to listeners how you came up with the whole Soul Summoner concept. I think Sloane is like, she's just such a, a strong, strong heroine. She is a strong heroine, but she's also a very real person, I feel. You know, she's my hero that never meant to be a hero. She's my hero that never wanted to be a hero. And she really got thrown into this role um, because she had this weird thing that always happened around her. She'd be having conversations with her girlfriend about somebody, and then that person would somehow make an appearance in her day. And at first, she always thought, you know, okay, well, this is just a weird coincidence, but things happen to show that, nope, there really is some meat behind this coincidence thing, and these things are are actually happening for a reason. So the Soul Summoner books are about her quest to find out why she has this power that she has. And you know, the sacrifice is book five of the series. So we're pretty far down the storyline. And it's the book where she really steps fully into her role of being that hero. And she, who's always been the victim of all of this supernatural storm that swirls around her, she's finally stepping full blown into her power and saying, you know what? I'm tired of being picked on. I'm tired of being bullied. I'm fighting back. Yeah. So she really truly steps into her heroine role in book five. I love that. I know that she's gotten a lot of her hmm, emotional and emotional support from uh, Nathan McNamara, who happens to be the law enforcement person that she's kind of leaned on and she helps him, you know, he's a detective. She helps him solve a lot of the mysteries that come out of what, what she's seeing and what's happening around her. He's pretty well drawn, I feel. Did he just come full blown into your into that beautiful brain of yours? Uh, no, I have to be honest. Um, he's really closely modeled after my husband. <laughs> he is a badass law enforcement officer and is funny and down to earth and real and is true truly has that protective heart over people. So Nathan's probably one of the easiest characters that I've ever had to write. Because my husband models such a great hero for any story. I think so, too. Having met Chris, I, I can yeah. honestly say that. He's true blue. He's, 
handsome. He's um, he's a gentleman, but at the same time, you kind of get that feeling that he's got your back. Oh, totally. He is that guy that you want next to you in the zombie apocalypse, for sure. <laughs> well, hopefully we won't have one soon. <laughs> Um, I also want to ask you about um, your new series, The Music City Rollers. It sounds so much fun. It is so much fun. And it's, it's really taking a left turn from the paranormal stuff that I've been so wrapped up in the past few years. Um, but I used to play roller derby for the Nashville Roller Girls, and it was such a unique, fun experience. I'm like, this really deserves its own story. And so I developed this whole book line, and each book is about a different player. And we start at the bottom, basic, Roller Derby 101 with Lights Out Lucy. And it's just, it's a fun ride. It's a, it's a really fun journey. And everybody that's gotten to read this book so far, they're just like, this is the best thing that you've ever written. Like, we love the Soul Summer series. This is the best book you've ever written. And that's that, huge for an author here so I'm really excited to unleash it on the world you know I totally agree I think that um it's a whole other side of you it's a whole other side of your brain and if you um if you tap that side of you that other that readers haven't yet discovered they feel like not only have they found you know a whole new series to read but they see you as a multifaceted person Lucy sounds like the total klutz and you know, yeah. I don't know where, where, where you got that person. I, I really don't know where you got her. It's, she's totally based on me when I started playing the sport. <laughs> I've always been pretty athletic, um, but my forte is in the swimming pool, and there's not a whole lot of, you know, fall-down error in the swimming pool aside from drowning. <laughs> and roller skating was never – I've never been really good at it, and I've – it was an adventure trying to make the team when I first started out because I was just such an utter klutz. And so I honestly pretty much sucked at roller derby. Like I was never very, very good at it. But in fiction, you get to write it the way that you want to. And of course, Lights Out Lucy is going to be the, the big heroine of the story and make it and succeed and, you know, get past all of her clumsiness. So. And she'll be there to support the other girls as you move uh, into their stories within the series. Absolutely. That's one of the best things about the sport is the girl power and the sisterhood that it is. And I really wanted to show that in the book. It's just this really great, tight, core group of girls from all walks of life that probably never would have intersected any other way. But because of this sport, they're all brought together into one family. Right, right. I also want to tap on your own unique story of becoming a writer because I think people take inspiration by other people's journeys into our craft. You had a very unique journey. I know that you, you know, like a lot of writers, you know, first tried to to, um, put yourself in front of New York, but got, you know, sidelined. Tell us about that. Well, I really didn't know what I was doing when I started, you know, when I finished my first book as anybody that starts in this business, you know, you have to start somewhere. And I was really clueless after I finished writing. I guess I'd finished writing my third book, um, which was The Soul Summoner. And, but I knew it was really good. And I got online and started Googling, you know, how to publish a book. And it was first thing you have to do is find an agent. So I started researching agents and I picked my top three 
And I sent an email off to those New York agencies and pretty quickly got a phone call back from one of them a few days later. And which, which now I know is kind of crazy. Like that's just, that's not really the norm in this industry. Exactly. They were like, Hey, let's talk about this book, the soul seminar. And we had a nice conversation about it and they wanted to read the whole book and let's, you know, let's talk some more. I got off the phone and a few hours later, I was actually sitting in the very exact same seat that I was in when, when New York called. My doctor called and said, hey, those tests that we ran, we think it's cancer. Ugh. We need you to come back in first thing in the morning and so we can do some more tests. And it was cancer. And so rather, you know, I made a lot of really crazy emotional phone calls that day <laughs> calling everybody to celebrate somebody's interested in this book and then calling everybody back crying going oh my god oh. and so uh the whole publishing thing you know as far as new york was concerned i had to put that on hold because i had to try and not die um big priority <laughs> and but i knew you know going into the whole um cancer treatment thing I really kept my, my eyes on the goal of publishing and I knew that the soul seminar had potential. And so during chemo um, and radiation, during all my treatments where I wasn't allowed to go outside because I had lymphoma and chemotherapy destroys your immune system anyway. Mm. And so I had second house. I studied publishing for months on end, learned everything that I could about the publishing industry. And I published um, a book called The Bed She Made and which was one of the was one of the first books that I ever completed. Never had any intention of publishing, but it it did pretty well, and it kind of gave me a benchmark of you know what to expect going forward with the Soul Seminar. And I got a few offers, traditional publishing offers, offers down the road on the Soul Seminar book, but none of them were really good enough for me to not self-publish it. Right. And I'm so thankful looking back that I chose to go the route that I did. Um, Turned out pretty well. I'm thankful too, A, because I think you got out more books in less time. And like you say, you know, money talks. Absolutely. Well, I want to ask you of, of which books you'll be bringing to Barbara Bay with you. Well, I'm going to be bringing um, Life Out Lucy, uh, the new Roller uh, roller Girl book. Yay! I do want to add on to my, my first story. I do want to add on the second story about the publishing journey and the cancer journey. Um, the idea for Life Out Lucy was really born during um, me thinking that I was going to die <laughs> when, when I had cancer. It's really when I got the idea for that book because back in 2008, my first husband was killed in a car accident. Mm. He was the first um, documented death from texting and driving in the state of Tennessee. Uh. And it was shortly after that, that one of my friends took me to my first roller derby bout and basically dared me to play. And it got me out. It got me into this new community. And, you know, I was terrible at the sport, but it, it so healed my heart. You know, it, it gave me that, outlet that I needed and that community that I needed to move forward in life and get past the grief and reinvent myself. And it was, you know, about a year after that when Chris and I reconnected and we ended up getting married and here we are, you know, all these years later and great fairy tale. But when I was diagnosed with cancer, my daughter 
had started um, asking if she could play junior roller derby because she was finally old enough to play junior roller derby. That's so cute. We were thinking about that, you know, right about the same time as the whole cancer thing happened. And I can remember being in the bathtub one night in just tears. And I'm, I'm laying in the bathtub and I'm planning out my funeral because that's what any cancer patient does when you get that diagnosis. Like, you just know you're going to die. And you start imagining, you know, life going on without you in it. And it's dramatic, but it's real, you know. Right. And I thought, you know, I'm like, I wonder if Cayman will find her community and find her healing going forward in roller derby. And so that was really one of the first plot parts of uh-huh. Lights Out Lucy because Lights Out Lucy is about a girl that's just lost her mother and she finds her healing through sport. So wow, the whole cancer thing is like as cliche as it is, you know, it's really propelled out. It's brought up the best of life. You know. Right. Well, but I am going to be bringing it with me to Carteret. I am so glad. And what a backstory for a book concept, for a series concept. I mean, I think, and you've seen this in yourself, obviously, that's a, a perfect example, Lights Out Lucy, is that a kernel of yourself lives in every heroine or every every hero. Everything that you write, yeah. I wrote the book that became Hollywood Horror when two people in my family were going through uh, cancer scares. So um, I thoroughly relate to how it affects your writing, how you think about your writing, but not only that, how you write. Absolutely, yeah. And um, just hearing that and knowing that, there's going to be a lot of love in that book, uh, deep, deep emotional conflict in that book based on how you started as a roller derby girl and how how Lucy <laughs> starts as a roller derby girl. So I'm, I'm so looking forward to picking that up when I'm there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So um, also, I know that you're going to be doing uh, your uh, a breakfast at yes. a fan breakfast, which is great at Barbara Vay. Yeah. Yeah, I'm having a breakfast on Friday morning for members of my launch team and my fan club, Hyder Nation. Oh, I love that name, by the way. <laughs> uh, they picked it. We had a contest and they all got to suggest names. And we went with Hyder Nation. We have t-shirts and coffee mugs and everything. <laughs> Want to hear more about the authors who will be attending the Barbara Bay Reader Appreciation Weekend? Just go to my website, authorprovocateur.com. And click on to the other interviews. You'll also find them on the event's Facebook page. And beneath each interview, feel free to leave a comment about your favorite part of it. Doing so puts you in the running for a bundle of the author's books. Listeners can leave one comment per author to be entered for the drawing. This is Josie Brown of Author Provocateur, signing off.